Welcome to another episode of the American Nightmare Podcast. This is episode 26, and it's recorded on May 28th, 2020. Woohoo! Awesome. All right. Let's get started with horror news. That movie, The Wretched, is killing it at the box office. Yeah, number one three weeks in a row. Yeah, three weeks in a row. And apparently it's largely to do with the uh, drive-in movie theaters open across the U.S. during the COVID-19 situation. Okay. I didn't think there was that many drive-in movie theaters anymore. I didn't think so either, but apparently there's just enough to keep when every other movie theater is closed, those are open, and that's what they were playing. So yeah, I'm for assuming they've, they've tripled or quadrupled what their budget was. Oh, yeah. Yeah, there's... Yeah, yeah I watched it. Um, it's yeah, it's not a big budget. It doesn't look like it, but the trailers did look like it was pretty scary. Yeah, was, I thought it looked it pretty was, good. Yeah, it was decent. Yeah, so that's, that's exciting news. Um, we have uh, some more good news. What We Do in the Shadows has been renewed for season three. Yes. Season two has been great. I like like it better, yeah, than the first, I think. Yeah, season two is very good. The Mark Hamill episode was awesome. Uh, I think Matt Berry is as funny as hell when he yells out bat when he transforms into a bat. (laughs) (laughs) That's the best. (laughs) Uh, Whenever he's trying to make an exit, bat! And he just flies off. Uh, so good. So good. Love that show. And I hope it gets renewed for many more because I'm, I'm, I love the movie and I'm very impressed by the cast of the, uh, of the uh, TV show. I really like it. Same here. And the, the idea of the emotional vampire, uh, energy vampire. And the energy draining. Uh, Carl yeah. Robinson. Fucking He's great. my favorite. Yeah, it's just great. Uh, when he got the promotion, that episode was fantastic too. <laughs> oh, yeah. Uh, he's the best. Yeah. Um, we also have some uh, other good news here, too. So the founder and CEO of Blumhouse, Jason Blum, has confirmed that he will personally be producing the new Spawn movie. Mm. And he says he is going to give the fans of Spawn the movie they deserve. Nice. So that is exciting. Uh, as we know, Spawn is a comic book character which is you know i have issued i have four copies of issue number one because i remember is that marvel that's not is that marvel that was image comics okay that were started by um a bunch of people that left both uh, dc and marvel to form their own studio and um it was one of the first characters created independently by uh todd mcfarlane and I remember I, doing my weekly run down to the Five and Dime in Jim Thorpe uh, to buy my comic books with my friends. And I saw that first issue of Spawn, and I bought three copies right away uh, because thumbing through it, I was like, dude, the artwork is amazing. The story looks amazing. And it turned out to be quite the comic book series because it's still going on today. Um, I have the first 23, epi- 23 issues Original prints 
in my comic book collection. Nice. I think I read like the first 12 or so. A uh, guy who's my roommate when I was in the army had them. And so out of out of boredom, I started reading them and really enjoyed them. But he stopped buying them. No, actually, he left. He wasn't my roommate anymore. And then I never went and bought any myself. So I enjoyed those 12, though. Yeah, it's a great series. I, I like it a lot. Um, let's see what else we got here. Um, so Eli Roth has signed up to produce the Borderlands movie. I don't know if you played the video game Borderlands at all. Have any of you played I it? I have. No, I have not. It, it was a pretty decent game. The first, the first game was pretty good, pretty unique. Mm-hmm. Uh, my son has played all the games after that, but I have not. I've only played the first one. But Eli Roth has signed up to produce uh, Borderlands, and he has Kate Blanchett has officially signed on to that movie. Uh, so he's is it going to be uh, animation? Um, I don't believe so. I believe it's going to be live action. Cool. Um, yeah, I'm I'm kind of uh, kind of excited for it. Kate, Kate Blanchett. I don't know if you guys watched The Clock in the Walls. I have not. Uh, not yet. The Clock in the Walls. Uh, the she house, was really Jack good. Black, right? Yeah, yeah, Jack Black. Very good movie. You said it was really good. I have it in my uh, my list. Yeah, in my, my same DVR. here. Yeah. Um, last I'm not month, a huge Eli Roth. I mean, like I like Hostel, obviously. Well, Green Inferno was fucking insane. Did you guys watch that? I watched that one. That was. Decent. I have not yeah. seen that one. That was insane. Like Eli Roth. Think about it, because Eli Roth did that. He did a couple of the. I think he did uh, some Piranha. Yeah, he did Piranha, and he also that did was a good writing movie. on one of the uh, uh, Hostel, Hostel Three. Yeah, and I think he did Cabin Fever too. Ca- yep. Yeah, Cabin he did Fever. Cabin Fever. Yeah, he's done some good ones. I, I I like him. Yeah, he's great. He's a great horror uh, producer. He also has written. He, I mean, he wrote Green Inferno. So I think he uh, directed some stuff too, right? Yeah. Yeah, he's a great. He's really good. Really good. Uh, so I'm excited about that. I'm kind of uh, I'm hoping they make it kind of graphic, you know. I don't know. We'll see how it turns out. Um, last month we talked about um, Hulu's Into the Dark, the mm-hmm. new one, uh, Good Boy. Um, a lot more information had surfaced about that, so it's really it's about a uh, killer help dog. <laughs> uh, so that 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 looks uh, pretty good. Um, I haven't. Is that out already? I don't know if that one's out. Already. I'm not sure. No, I don't think so. Um, I remember seeing what the most recent one was, and I don't think it was that. Okay. Um, drawing a blank it off the top like of my head. This too. one is coming out uh, soon because I see an advertisement for it on Hulu. Uh, June 12th. June 12th, Into the Dark, Good Boy, which stars Steve Gutenberg, Ali uh, Wong, and Judy Greer. Uh, is going to be on Hulu. The the first of all, Into the Dark series is pretty good. So I think this will be good. Um, I don't know if you guys have had a chance to watch the movie Upgrade. That's uh, on no, my queue too. I, I remember what, seeing the trailer for it. I yeah, believe it's on I, HBO this month. HBO, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, watch it if you get a chance. It's pretty entertaining. I liked it. Okay. Uh, is, but, it more, is it more sci-fi than horror? It's a mix of both. I mean, I think this way, very graphic horror sci-fi. Let's put it that okay. way. Okay. 
it's been out a while, right? Yeah, it, it came out two years ago. Yeah, a year and a half ago. Uh, and it just made it to HBO. So yeah, I I didn't watch it when it came out. I I put it on my queue because I was gonna. Yeah, get I did it. too. I was gonna get it at Redbox, but I never did. Uh, but now I watched it on HBO, and it's entertaining. It's good. Okay. Uh, Blumhouse is going to be developing a sequel, but in the form of a TV series. Huh. Yeah. For like Netflix or it Hulu hasn't, or hasn't hasn't been announced yet. <laughs> okay. Uh, they basically have picked up uh, developing more of uh, these movies. Uh, I think it said it was 2018 the movie came out. Um, and they recently had an interview I saw on Dead... Uh, what's that website? Deadhookers.com? No. Um, ah. Three Hookers and an Eight Ball. Ah, ah. That's a good one, too. Uh, Deadline. Deadline had an article about it. Uh, so I'm, I'm kind of, uh, you know, they're going to make this for television. I don't know what, what you know, and as a series, it, it doesn't say where they're going to release it. Uh, they're talking about um, a company called UCP, Blumhouse Television, UCP, and NBC Universal. So does NBC have some sort of streaming service? Uh, so. probably everybody does these days. Yeah, so it looks like they're going to be producing it for there. Ah, son of a. Yeah. Just another one you got to buy then. Yeah, and and one of those things, you know, when they do into a TV series ap- adaptation, it's kind of hit or miss. You know, sometimes it turns out good, and depends on the budget, really, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> Especially when you're talking, you know gory graphic sci-fi uh like uh upgrade every time i hear the word upgrade i think of the movie idiocracy oh my god (laughs) with a double d for a double dose of his pimp's love (laughs) (laughs) good upgrade sorry um you know, I hate to say it, but there's going to be a lot of video game horror news this month because, you know, there hasn't been a lot of production going on with the COVID-19 stuff. So yeah. I've got a couple <laughs> stories here that re, uh, refer to video games. So Predator Hunting Grounds. I don't know if you guys have played the Predator Hunting Grounds multiplayer game. No. Uh-uh. Uh, they are adding Arnold Schwarzenegger, and he will be voicing his character in the oh, game. Oh, sweet. That's awesome. awesome. Come on, yeah. do it. Even bleed, we can kill it. <laughs> kill me, do it, kill me now. <laughs> so uh, I'm, I'm very much looking forward to that. It's it's a fun multiplayer game, uh, but uh, to see Arnold in it, voicing his own character, is going to be awesome. <clears throat> um, Glenn Mazzara, we all know him as a showrunner for Walking Dead for multiple seasons. Mm-hmm. Um, he was the showrunner for the Scrapped Dark Tower TV series. Um, he's recently been on multiple uh, news outlets talking about that Scrapped project. Mm. Um, he's very upset about the fact that it got scrapped, and it seems like, you know, Stephen King is upset about it too, right? You know, it's it was something that, uh, you know. Dark Tower is like the best series of really books that Stephen King has put together. Unfortunately, 
I'm not a big fan. Like, I read the first book, and I didn't fucking like it. So I didn't go any further. Everybody tells me, especially my sister, you know, read the second book. You'll get mm-hmm. hooked. Uh, and I just never got around to it. Uh, but I'm, I was excited for the series, and now that I got trash canned, uh, I, I think he's hoping someone else will pick it up uh, because they have the whole series uh, written. Huh. <clears throat> I think we talked about this uh, two months ago, right? We talked about uh, it got scrapped. I think it was Amazon or somebody was doing it. What's uh, that? The Dark, oh, the Tower, Dark Tower series. Yeah. yeah, you do. Yeah, I do remember you talking about it last uh, last episode. Yeah. <clears throat> so hopefully he'll get someone to pick it up. It might be nice. Um, Shutter is sticking their foot into horror comedy. Uh, I don't know if you've seen the trailers for it, but there's a new original horror comedy coming out of Shudder called Yummy. No, I haven't seen that. And it is a zombie horror comedy. Nice. Yeah. I'm kind of excited for that. I know originally a few months ago, back in the Christmas time, we talked about going to see Anna and the Apocalypse. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I don't know if you guys had a chance to watch that. My daughter and I did, I did watch it. It was good. I, it was I liked it. Brilliant. It was brilliant. Yeah. I loved it. Was it was really good. Um, and I'm hoping this is something like that. It doesn't have to be a musical, but at, at least if it's funny. Yeah. Uh, There's like a between like Glee and Walking Dead. Yeah. Yeah. It was really good. I liked it. I liked it. Uh, but there's a there's a great poster advertisement for this, and it says "Yummy," and there's a bloody handprint, and it says "Facelifts, comma blo- uh, boob jobs, and zombies." So <laughs> nice. Yeah, I just uh, I actually just uh, watched the first episode of a zombie horror. It's a British zombie horror. Um, I found it on Hulu. It's called Zomboat. Zomboat. Yeah, so the the way the first episode ended was they got on this boat that travels down down river so they can stay off the land. And these zombies are like it's like these two females. It was actually pretty good. I'll probably watch another episode. But I guess it's called Zomboat because the end of the first episode they they you know leave town on this boat. Hmm. Kind of reminds me of a Shaun of the Dead ish. Uh, it's got that kind of feel to it because it's British and uh, the uh, the girls the one girl's pretty cute. All right, we're going to have to check it out. Zomboat. Zomboat. <laughs> um, more horror video game news. So there's there's a um, series of video games out there. I don't know if you've... It's been around for quite some time, probably a couple of years. Dead by Daylight. Yeah. Yeah, I do remember that one. Yeah, so they keep adding uh, more and more stuff to that. So... Silent Hill's Pyramid Head is going to be joining uh, Dead by Daylight. Oh, wow. Yeah. Nice. So I, I think this is like the fourth year of them updating this online game. Apparently, it's pretty popular amongst the online gamers that like to do this kind of stuff. I haven't played this game since it first came out. Uh, and I just, when I saw this story, I did a little look up and I'm impressed by all the characters that they've added over the years. So, might have yeah. to check it out. Yeah, I know of the game. I've never played it myself. Yeah. I think when I stopped playing, it was shortly after they added Michael Myers. And I think that might have been two years ago. 
But they added Michael Myers. They added a skin Leatherface from Texas Chainsaw Massacre. They add um, Ghostface from Scream. They added uh, 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 who was the other one that they added? Shit. Uh, but they the all, mom they, from who's wa- who's watching Oliver? <laughs> they should. They should. Uh, but they're That'd adding Pyramid fun. Head, which would be is going to be pretty cool. Um, some talk has been of uh, the Zack Snyder cut of Justice League. Yeah, I've seen that. Uh, which I think is going to be just as much garbage as the original Justice League. <laughs> that's what I'm like, why is everyone excited about this? Like, but, and that's the thing that I put up on Facebook. I'm like, you do realize that there is a possibility that this is going to be just as shitty. And, and my stupid <laughs> weather app, my weather app that insults me all the time, the, the one day I open it up and it says, you humans do realize that the, the possibility of the Zack Snyder Justice League cut is going to be just as shitty as the first one. And I believe that. Uh, but the one thing that everyone's talking about is Darkseid does appear in this Justice League cut. Oh, yeah, cut. yeah. Uh, which who gives a shit, you know? The, the whole New Gods thing was great, but you know, I don't know. I'm not a big fan of DC, and Zack Snyder is just fucking depressing. Um, AMC. Yeah, I'll rush right on out and not see it. Yeah, <laughs> I think it's premiering on HBO Max, right? Yeah, yeah, you're right. It's like watch, one of those sit on my couch and not watch it. Right, it's one of those lures that they're setting up to try and get people to sign up for HBO Max. <laughs> yeah. Next thing you, they're going to tell us that you can get uh, the sequel, the uh, remake of Pet Cemetery for free too if you uh, sign <laughs> up. Well, you know what they advertised. You know what they advertised today that I was like, oh, that's nice. All three seasons of Rick and Morty are available on HBO Max. Oh, okay. <laughs> They're on Hulu too, I think, aren't they? Yes, they are. <laughs> All right. AMC. Yeah. AMC Nosferatu season two. They released the trailer and it's Christmas themed. So I guess what? that means it's coming out in December. No, it's well, it's it, the first season was Christmas too. Oh, all right. It's part of the story. Uh I never watched the first season. Craig, you said it was pretty good, right? Yeah, it was it was watchable. It, looked, it wasn't like wow, but I mean, like I said, just something horror to watch on TV. So yeah, I watched it. Yeah, the trailers made it look pretty good, but it's not quite that good. Well, that's the mm, thing so is, it, it's okay. That's the thing is, the trailers to me didn't sell it. Really? Yeah, hmm. it didn't sell it for me. Hmm. Uh, but yeah, no, it's it. There's there's a reason. It's it's like yeah. I mean, there's a place called Christmas Land, and ah, uh, then that makes sense. Gotcha. The vampire takes everybody back to Christmas, like the kids. He sort of lures the kids in that way, and it's uh, it's it's like said. I I don't know that I'll watch season two, but well, something I didn't know until I started reading the article was that this this whole Nosferatu is based on a book by Joe Hill. Yeah. Uh, oh, really? It's one of his Jesus, first man. books that he wrote. That guy's like doing everything, dude. He's cranking him out like his dad. Maybe they got like a competition going to see who can get the most uh, most of their writings turned oh, into movies and shit. Fuck. And the thing is, they're writing shit together too. Like in the Tall Grass was written by both of them together. Yeah, that was good. That I was liked really it. Good. It still got it. Still has shitty reviews on Rotten Tomatoes, but I still like it. I yeah. liked it. I thought it was different. 
The Last of Us, that comes out in like two weeks, right? Yep. Part two. Yep. The Last of Us Part 2, which people have been waiting for for quite some time. The follow-up to an excellent game. Yeah. Uh, and I can only imagine that this is going to be just as good. You know, I sort of think, uh, because I think that video game was out before Stranger Things, but I think they sort of ripped off that uh, creature, didn't they? I think a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, the guys from Stranger Things did get sued by a couple different people um, for allegedly stealing their ideas. Yeah, but I mean, I said the creatures in Stranger, I was like, boy, that looks like, the, you know what I mean? The yeah. last of us. Oh, yeah. And I said, I think I said, I'm, I'm almost certain that, you know, Last of Us, the first video game was out way before Stranger Things. Yeah. Uh, some topical news here. So with the coronavirus, Tom Savini and some of his fellow special effects artists are now selling Jason Voorhees style personal protective equipment masks. So you get <laughs> nice. your mask. It's the bottom half of the mask is a hard plastic uh, uh, uh hockey mask styled after Jason Voorhees with replaceable filters inside of it. Sweet. Do we have like a link for that or, uh, uh yes, I'm gonna, I will post it up on the website tonight nice. and I'll put it up on the Facebook tonight. You can order your, uh, your mask from Tom Savini and crew. Uh, he has, uh, he has some videos and he also has a nice couple of photos with both him and Greg Nicotero wearing the masks. Nice. Yeah. I figure we're going to be wearing masks for quite some time, so might as well get some cool ones. Yeah, it's funny. My uh, my daughter got a notification today. She's going to start work next week, and her employer will be providing her with a mask fresh out of the box every day she shows up for work. Oh, sweet. Yes. Yeah, we got them for we got them at work too, like you know, for free. Yeah. Um, I'm talking about like for personal use. I want to have some, uh, like if I want to go to the store or whatever. Well, this is the one you tired. want. Yeah, I get tired of wearing the same old jock strap all the yeah. time. You want the Jason Voorhees one. This looks fantastic. Definitely, definitely. Um, a little more news here. Universal Monsters, we talked about this last month and the month previously, how horribly... Universal has fucked up their monster legacy by cranking out shitty uh, movies repeatedly one after another, where they finally have broken that chain with The Invisible Man, if you ask me. Uh, yeah, definitely. Yeah, movie. yeah definitely. Uh, there is now a submitted, completed draft for a new movie called Universal Monsters Dark Army. What? Yes. So this is where they're going to they're going to just say, you know what? We we screwed up the mummy. We screwed up Dr. Jekyll, Mr. Hyde. We're just going to go jump headfirst into the pool of the Dark Army. And that's going to like have them all in the same movie? That is correct. You will have Frankenstein, the Bride of Frankenstein, the Wolfman, the Zombie, uh, the uh, Dracula, um, the Mummy. And Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde all in one movie. Huh. Now I'm not going to know any of their backstories. They've introduced them in their own solo films. Yeah, I guess the way they're going to do it is <laughs> they're going to do it the same shitty way that DC did. Is uh, show all of the Justice League and then do separate movies if it doesn't smell like rotten shit. 
Um, uh, so we'll see what happens. I'm pretty sure uh, I have every bit of confidence that Universal is going to fuck this up. Universal owns probably the best archive of classic horror movies, and they continually fuck up the process of trying to reboot those intellectual properties. Yep. Yeah. Ugh. Yeah. Um, wow, I'll tell you, I'm, I'm getting sold more and more on Shudder. There are so many uh, oh. things coming out of Shudder that are special, unique, and just look amazing that I'm going to very shortly have no choice Dude. but to just go and subscribe. Do it, man. I, like I was telling, uh, telling Craig before we started, I, I watched that Blood Quantum uh, yeah. a couple weeks ago. Yeah, uh, and it, that's uh, Shutter exclusive, and it was a re- it was a really good zombie movie. It was a different take on it, um, and the uh, the the gore was good, the story was good. I, I liked it. They, yeah. They've got a lot of good stuff on there. Yeah, I mean, if here's the thing too, like I was really contemplating getting rid of my HBO Go, but the thing is, I get HBO Go as part of my AT and T unlimited phone plan, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm hoping that they offer HBO Max as part of that before the end of the year. Uh, Because I was just looking at uh, Bloody Disgusting has a great article showing 120 horror movies that are currently streaming on HBO Max. From the entire Aliens franchise down to like the entire Conjuring franchise, including Annabelle, Annabelle Comes Home, Conjuring, mm-hmm. Conjuring 2. Like, there's 120 horror movies streaming on there right now. Wow. Wow. Nice. They have the entire Nightmare on Elm Street series up to Nightmare on Elm Street 6. They have Pet Cemetery, the original. They have the 1978 version of Piranha. Nice. Yes. They have uh, Rodan. Come on, man. You can't say no to Rodan. They got Son of Godzilla. They got Teeth. Teeth was a great movie. Oh, God. Yeah, it was. Um, they have Us. They have, uh, let me see, what Wishmaster. Come on, Wishmaster was a great 80s movie, too. That was a good 80s movie. Uh, the Witches of Eastwick. Fucking love that movie. Uh, That's uh, Jack Nicholson and Cher, right? Yep. Yeah. That was good. They got the Nun. They got the Others. Um, Little Shop of Horrors, 1986. Come on. Also a great movie. Yeah. They're remaking that, I think, right? Yeah, yeah, they are. 120 plus horror movies. Hostel, Hostel Part 2, The House on Haunted Hill, I Was a Teenage Zombie. This is a they got these classic movies here, too. So Mm -hmm. if you have HBO Max, you've got yourself quite a list of horror movies there to watch. Okay, so you guys have anything you want to talk about, or do we cut right Uh, to the top five? I got two things. Go for it. Uh, We I think we uh, we posted it on the uh, the the Facebook page, and we talked about it uh, last time. Uh, American uh, Horror Story season ten. Yes, was supposed to come out. Uh, at some point this year, but because of the uh, the coronavirus, it is not. Yeah. But uh, they teased uh, a theme, I think, in a a, a uh, Instagram post a couple days ago. Uh, it looks like it's going to be like a a beach slash uh, ocean type uh, horror, mm. which uh, I'll give it a shot. You know. 
Yeah, I'll tell you, I didn't, I didn't like the last series. No, uh, it started off good though. It's like the first yeah. episodes, and then it just branched it gets, off it, in all kinds of weird shit. Yeah, just in every season, it's like that. Well, the first few were good, but every other season they they do that. It starts off really good, and then they just get like so wacky with stuff. It's like what do you? Yeah, like goes yeah. off in a different direction, and yeah, it's like just yeah, I, weird. I really am beginning to feel that that series has jumped the shark. Well, yeah. That, that brings me to the second point. The other thing that I shared this week was the fact that they're they're splitting off into like a another like a uh, yeah, you know, spinoff series, and it's going to be like I think like weekly mini stories. I'm like, well, why don't yeah. you just like concentrate on writing one good like season long story and skip exactly. that other. Nonsense. Exactly. Uh, what the fuck? Yeah. So that was that. And the other thing was, I I saw a couple days ago that the uh, the creator of Marianne has signed on with uh, Lionsgate for a movie called Cobweb. Yeah, I saw that. Um, and, I didn't see the movie, but I saw the news about it. Yeah, yeah I don't. I think it's. I don't think it's even in production yet. I think. Uh, it oh, recently, yeah. Especially yep. with what's going on now. That's so. exciting, right? Well, yeah, because yeah, I mean that. Marianne was probably one of the better uh, horrors on Netflix that we've seen in a while. Yeah. Is this going to be uh, a foreign language or U.S. or American? I don't know. Yeah, um, it was French, right? I'm not sure. Well, yeah, if it's so Lionsgate, it's got to be. Well, Lionsgate still does foreign it's productions, right? Did they? Okay. Yeah. yeah, I'm not sure. I don't think it's said, but, uh, you know, I'll, I'll give it a shot. Uh, yeah, I mean, Marianne was fucking insane. Creepy but, as hell. Yeah. I loved it. I loved it. Yeah. Um, so that that was all I had. Just those two extra things. Well, that's something to look forward to, at least. Yeah, very good. All right. We're going to do the top five. Uh, this month we're doing Chris, Sal, Craig. And the top five for this month is top five horror movie remakes. There are so many. Uh, horror movie remakes, and there's a lot of them that were stinkers, and a lot that were very good. So I'm interested to hear what everybody has. So we'll start with Chris. Yeah, you're right. Like like when I first when I first brought this up, the only thing that was running through my mind was all the shitty ones that I've seen. I'm like, man, did I pick a bad topic? I mean, like there's a lot of shitty remakes out there. But then I, I thought about it. I was like, no, there's a there's a lot of really good ones too. So. I'll start with mine. My uh, number five is The Hills Have Eyes. Oh, um, I only ever saw the original like one time a long time ago. Um, so I kind of knew the story. Yeah. Um, but the remake was just, like, it was brutal. Like it was, it was like, it was good. They brought that uh, goofy looking guy back for the remake too, didn't they? I don't think he had the major like role though. Yeah. Uh, I think he was like a, you know, like a flashby character or something like that. I don't think he was the main, the main like yeah. creepy dude. Yeah. Um, what year did that, the first one come out? The new one was like the early two thousands, right? Yeah. That was eighties. That was eighties. Wasn't it? It might've been yeah. earlier than that. Cause there, this was the Hills have eyes is an early West Craven film. And I believe it had to be like mid seventies, right? Yeah. Let's look it up. Let me Google 1977. Wes okay. Craven, 1977, was the original one. And it was shocking. Let me tell you, that yeah. first one was fucking shocking. Yeah, and they did a good good job recapturing that, I think, in, yeah. the, in the remake. Very good. That was a good choice. Uh, my number four is the Evil Dead remake. Uh, 
you know, going into it, because, uh, you know, being a big Evil Dead fan, I was kind of like, ah, oh, really? Uh, but they didn't they try did to... They did a great job. They didn't try to redo Evil Dead the way it was done before. They tried no. to make it an actual horror. Yeah, and it was good. Yeah. Yeah, there wasn't, there wasn't, a, uh, there was very little comedy. In it. I don't think any comedy in it, right? No, no I, I don't think so either, no. Yeah. It was uh, a definitely more serious take on the story. Yeah. Yeah, yeah and, and they, they switched it up to make it a female, like, you know, protagonist. It was kind of yeah. cool, and uh, I, I liked it. Yeah. My number three is the uh, Halloween remake by Rob Zombie. Uh, okay. Again, it's one of those horror classics that you're like, is, are, what's he going to do? Is he going to really screw it up? Um, but I think he added like a grittiness to it that. Um, oh, yeah. yeah. He did a nice job. It was that. Zombie did a good t- his his homage to the movie, I think, which yeah. I, I really enjoyed. All right. My number two is The Thing. Yeah. Uh, uh, again, I, I didn't, originally, I didn't even know it was a remake. Uh, I think I found out from you guys that it was a remake. And I was yeah. like, really? I mean, that that movie's from from like the original with, I mean, well, with Kurt Russell, which is the, the, the original remake. And then they remade it again a couple of years ago, which I didn't quite like that as much. Um, but I, I didn't know it was a remake. So, but it's, it's, it's a phenomenal movie. I mean, it's one of my favorite horror movies. So, oh, yeah. The, the fact that it's a remake uh, does it uh, does a lot of justice. And my number one is it. Um, the, the both the remakes, I think. Oh, really... the original one was terrible. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, so I guess it's not uh, it's not that difficult to uh, to be better than the original, and, and I don't think that's what yeah. what we were supposed to do here was find ones that were better. Yeah. But this just blows the original out of the water. And it, it was a really good movie. Like, but both again, both of them. The acting yeah. was great. The story was great. The the horror was great. Um, a couple of honorable mentions. Uh, Piranha 3D, which yeah. uh, was uh, we just mentioned earlier, was an Eli Roth movie, um, and yeah. it totally totally took a different spin on the movie. Yeah. Uh, Last House on the Left. Yep. I thought it was a, a really that good remake. Good. Yeah, didn't, I like that. Didn't quite have that grittiness that the '70s version had. No, um, but it was still a good remake. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. And The Fly was my other honorable mention. Yeah. Awesome. Okay. Okay, my turn. I just uh, want to change something on my list here. Okay. Um, my number five, The Blob, 1988. Yeah. Oh, that was good. I liked yeah. it. There was such a great reimagining of the story. Kevin it, Dillon was in that one, right? Yep, Kevin Dillon yeah. was in it. And yeah. it was definitely significantly more horrific. Yeah. They followed. Uh, there's a lot of scenes in it that are literally the, cut for cut, shot for shot. The kills are really the good in that movie. Yeah, Did the you? kills are great. But the thing that impressed me the most is the way when they remade it, they largely did shot for shot, angle for angle remakes of a lot of the scenes. Which yeah. is impressive. Yeah, with a modern spin on it that was terrifying. Uh, my number four is Night of the Living dead 1990 tom savini took to helm to direct and remake and produce night of the living dead and the thing i loved about it if you watch the original night of the living dead from the 60s that girl the blonde girl that was the lead character was a whiny little bitch and it got <laughs> on my nerves so every time she I sure watched was that, 
it just was on my fucking nerves. But when Tom Savini redid it, he cast this feisty redhead, which actually, a little bit after this, she played in that movie High Tension. I don't know if you guys saw that horror movie. I have no fucking great movie. High Tension is a great movie. But okay, yeah, I got it on my queue. She, she was the lead in this, and she was like, she had the shotgun in her hand, blasting zombies away. He did a great reimagining of the story uh, and gave it a better ending, I think, uh, than the original. But he did pay homage to the original by really doing a lot of. Again, cut for cut, scene for scene, remake of the original movie with a with a modern twist on it that was just done very well. Uh, my number three is The Thing, 1982. And as, as, as we've said a couple times before, this is a remake of The Thing from Outer Space back in uh, 1951. If you, if you are listening to this podcast and you have not seen The Thing from Another World, Back in 1951, is a great uh, black and white movie, right? Uh, and, in, and it was great. It was one of those movies that where they had dialogue of people, you know, talking over each other for the first time in a, in those early 1950s films, and it was awesome. I loved it. Um, but this remake put a modern spin on it that, as a child, terrified me. And, I, and and the thing, 1982, fantastic. It still makes me feel uneasy when I watch it. Oh yeah, and it's it's really the soundtrack, right? That that yeah. noise in the background that just really kind of it, it it's disturbing. It's a disturbing movie, and and uh, it's good. Yeah, like um, that scene where they they go to draw their blood. You yeah. know, and you're, you know who it is, you know, but yeah. I still sit there like all on the edge of my seat, like all like, oh, geez, all oh, geez, you know, like, yeah, great movie. Yeah. Um, my number four is, I'm sorry, my number two is It. Nice. Great, great remake. I, it was, it, this was one that I was kind of fighting myself with because the original was a made for TV miniseries. Yeah. It really wasn't True. a movie, but. I, I figured, you know what, the 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 it the, the remake was just amazing, uh, and then my number one um, is Evil Dead 2013, nice. uh, because I think their their take on it as a serious horror movie, um, and the thing I the thing I like the most of it is really the original movie. You really understand why are these young people go into a cabin. In the middle mm -hmm, of the woods, mm -hmm. nowhere. What's yeah. their motivation? <laughs> you know, <clears throat> at least in this one, they kind of said, "Look, they're trying to help somebody uh, cold turkey some drugs." Yeah. Mm -hmm. They got an addiction problem. They're trying to take them somewhere, make them cold turkey. You know, try and break them of their habit. So they take them to an isolated place in the woods. Say they're going to spend the weekend there and help her go through her DTs. Uh, and it just made for a scenario where. Yeah, this shit could happen, right? Definitely. Yeah. Uh, my honorable mentions: Fright Night, right? The Fright Night remake. It was yeah. it wasn't awesome, but I liked it. It was a nice. Uh, it was a nice. The original uh, was so good. It's it, oh yeah. It's it's tough to beat. That's, yeah, that's, it definitely it definitely wasn't you know 
better than the first, but when it comes to remakes, this was pretty high up there on the list of remakes, so I had to put in my honorable mention. Again, Dawn of the Dead, Tom Savini took his hand at remaking that. That was great. Last House on the Left, 2009. Chris, just like you, I threw that in my list of honorable mentions because that was really good. And I've also added The Fly because The Fly was a great example of David Cronenberg's uh, special effects techniques yeah. that have been often duplicated and poorly imitated. <laughs> yeah. Rick and Morty did it pretty good. Yeah, they did. They did. Because they understand the greatness that is David Cronenberg. <laughs> nice. Good list. Yep. All right. Uh, my number five, I went with... Uh, it's a, it's one of those sleeper movies. Uh, I don't think a lot of people have seen it, but the uh, movie is called The Town That Dreaded Sundown. Oh, yeah. That oh, was yeah, really good. Yeah. I liked it. That was a remake? Yep. Oh, shit. I didn't know that. Nice. Yeah. I liked that. That was a good movie. That was, uh, yeah, I think around 2014, but the original was back in the 70s, probably late 70s, around 77 or something like that. Excellent. But, uh, yeah, so I went with that. And I, like I said, I thought they did a really nice job uh, with that movie. That's that's cool that you saw that one, Chris. Yeah. Um, number four, I went with The Nightmare on Elm Street. Oh, very good. That one, that I was, was a good one. I was surprised. I, I thought it was going to be bad. Yeah, that was actually pretty good, and I liked uh, whatever his name is take on it. You know, uh, yeah. he did like a back to the grittier Freddy Krueger. Yeah, yeah, they didn't, you know, they, they and again they kept the comedy to a, to a minimum in the, on the remake on that one too. I mean, he still had his one-liners, but he had a pretty good Freddy voice too. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, they went back to the creepy. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I hated when they changed his voice. I hated that so bad. Yeah. Um, my number three, I went with the Evil Dead. Nice. That that was that was again, you know, you're you're not knowing what to expect from a remake of the Evil Dead, such a a cult <laughs> classic. Yeah. But they did it, you know, they did a good job. Um, that tongue and the razor blade scene was really really cool. Ah. Uh, Remember that one? Yeah. And they they did a good job making her creepy too, like the possessed. Sort of, I thought they did a nice job carrying that over. Yeah, I agree. Uh, number two, I went with the Rob Zombie Halloween. Nice. Um, yeah, I, again, you know, you just don't know what to expect, and I think he did a nice job. Yeah, you know, I think the did. time period soundtrack was cool. Mm-hmm. Um, I like how he did zombie. A little more, yeah, a little more back backstory too. Um, which I liked, you know, because you didn't really know much about Michael Myers. Yeah, you know, yeah. I mean, he came pretty, pretty fucked up home. Yeah, you see him as, you know, all the, the originals. You see him as a little boy and then, and then an adult. Nothing in between, you know, what happened between then and now. But he sort of sorry. Go ahead. Do you feel that that was an attempt by Rob Zombie to humanize the the villain? Oh, I definitely. So. Oh, yeah. absolutely. Because you did. You felt bad for him. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, definitely. I did. I felt I did, bad did. for him. And even yeah. like you know, Danny Trejo was was you know, yeah, his, his buddy. And then all yeah. of a sudden, he just like went went off the deep end and went totally dark. Uh, yeah, you realize it didn't matter if you were his buddy or not. Yeah. <laughs> uh, number one, probably surprised you. Uh, I went with Psycho. Oh yeah, I like I like the remake. I, I Anthony, did. You didn't? No. 
They sort of followed the, the, the original story, and you know, Anthony, which one? Which remake? The Anthony Perkins one. Oh, oh one. okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, the, it went from the black and white to the colored, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Yep. Not the Vince Vaughn version. Yeah. I, I no, 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 no. I thought you meant the Vince yeah, no, Vaughn. No, 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 no. The one with Anthony Perkins. One. Okay. I didn't think Vince Vaughn was terrible. Oh, it's fucking... Yeah. <laughs> yes, yeah, I didn't like it. I didn't like garbage. it. It was garbage. Yeah. No, thought, the one with Anthony, Anthony Perkins. When, like I said, it was the exact same story, and they just sort of colorized it. You know what I mean? They held to the story pretty good with that one. Vince Vaughn sort of was not... I mean, it was sort of the same story, but it wasn't. Uh, honorable mentions, I had the blob. The uh, the girl that was in the uh, the blob remake was pretty hot, too. Yep. I can't remember her name, but she was in a couple uh, of those like early 90s movies. And I think she was in that uh, Scent of a Woman with Al Pacino. Yeah. Yeah. She was cute. You know, if you if you guys haven't watched it, um, there is a great documentary about the original sh- Psycho uh, shower scene. It, it's actually, I think it's up on Hulu or Netflix. It's on one of those. Mm-hmm. I watched it about six months ago. Came yeah. out in mm-hmm. 2017. It's called 78-52, Hitchcock's <laughs> shower scene. Uh, and it's basically... Uh, I think it's like 50, what is it, 58, 78 scenes, 52 cuts. I'm sorry, wow. seven, 78 shots, 52 cuts that changed cinema forever. Holy wow. Um, it is an amazing documentary. Uh, it features uh, Guillermo del Toro, uh, uh, P- Peter uh, Baratanovich, Danny Elfman, uh, hmm. uh, Elijah Woods, Oz Perks, uh, Jamie Lee Curtis is in it. Wow. Talking about her mother and how her mother talked about those scenes. Just an amazing documentary just about those 78 shots and those rapid 52 cuts that they made to the film to make that scene happen and how absolutely shocking and amazing it was for audiences back in that yeah. time. I mean, this is the first movie that made murder in a film graphic and okay. Yeah. Yeah, you know, you never think about that when you watch some of those old movies and how they, they you know, they were breaking ground with some of that stuff. Yeah. And, and the thing is, like, when that came out, there were protests. They, they were trying to ban it from theaters. Like, ah, you look at it nowadays and you're like, that's nothing. That's nothing. Do they talk about that in the thing? Yeah, it's a great documentary. It's about two hours long, uh, just discussing that, you know, what is it, like a five-minute sequence in the beginning of the movie? The first yeah. 20 minutes of the movie, they kill off the A-list yeah. actor yeah. that appears in the watch film. That. That, sounds really, that was interesting. Yeah, just amazing. Yeah, and that's like the first time I, I saw that movie, you knew about the scene already, but right. I, I, didn't, I didn't realize it would happen that fast either yeah. in the movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah right. Cool. <laughs> yep. Fantastic. All right. Excellent list, guys. Excellent. And yeah. again, we're, we're overlapping with our thoughts and our and what we find entertaining. That's great. But we also had some different ones. Absolutely. Which was nice. Absolutely. All right. This month's movie. Uh, Color Out of <laughs> Space. Um, wow. I, I've been trying to get you guys to watch it for some time. Yeah. Um, 
and and Craig chose it for this for this uh, this month. Yeah, it which was is Craig's great. choice. That's great. Uh, uh, let's give a little bit of background here. So this movie is based on a short story by H.P. Lovecraft called The Color Out of Space. Um, H.P. Lovecraft, prolific short story writer, you know, created a whole universe around psychological horror, right? If if you've read any H.P. Lovecraft stories, you'll see that his favorite way to torment the reader is a descent into madness. <laughs> like in every single one of his stories, it's just the the terror that haunts you is a descent into madness, and he writes it so well. It's it's difficult to convert what he writes into film. Yeah, yeah, I can imagine. I can imagine that. And it's been attempted so many times. I think. <laughs> None of like the island of Dr. Moreau. I don't know if you guys remember that 1996. Yeah, yeah. I do. Um, terrible, terrible, horrible, horrible, horrible movie. But yeah, it's the same director, same, Leonardo same, DiCaprio. Yep, same, same director. Yeah. Um, no, it was Val yeah. Kilmer was in that. Yeah, yeah, and uh, uh, what's his name? Um, fucking ah, shit, Dr. Moreau was played by. Uh, I'm drawing a blank. Ah, shit. Yeah. So the <laughs> director that made that movie, um, Island of Dr. Moreau, so the story is written by H.G. Wells. That director, after he made that movie, kind of disappeared from the scene pretty much <laughs> for major films because it was a really bad film. I, I didn't like it. They had, was it Marlon Brando? Yep, yeah. Marlon yeah, Brando. Marlon tons Brando, of A-list yeah. actors. Tons of A-list actors in that movie, really. I mean, think about it. What was like Marlon Brando, Val Kilmer, uh, wasn't uh, who the heck else was in that? Um, who wasn't there? Wasn't there a girl in there that was like a? Those are the only two I remember off the top of my head. Um, yeah, what was her name? For, All right, well, forget that. I my brain is in a brain fart. But anyway, so he directed that movie. He was gone from the scene for a long time. But Perusa been, bulk. There you go. There you go. And Ron Perlman was in it too. That's correct. Ron Perlman was in it too. That's right. Jesus, it was a good cast. Yeah, it was, and they they blew it. They really blew it. No, uh, it was terrible. It was a, I was really looking forward to that movie. Yeah. It was terrible. They spent twelve million dollars on it, <laughs> and they only made nine hundred thousand back. So, uh, I'm sorry, not I'm looking at the wrong thing. They made they spent forty million and they made forty. I was gonna say that cast alone was yeah. more than yeah, yeah. one person. Forty, 40 million dollars uh, and they made forty nine million. They barely cleared uh, you know making their money back. Yeah. So this this guy was kind of out of film for a long time, at least you know major major films, and this is his first kind of play back into that big place. Um, this was produced by the same team that produced Brandy, which I know I've talked to you guys about. Brandy is a fantastic horror movie. If you haven't had a chance to see it, you need to see it. Uh, it again Mandy. stars, yeah, Mandy. There, Mandy. It again stars Nicolas Cage. Damn strip clubs. <laughs> yeah, it stars Nicolas Cage, which 
he is perfect for these types of movies. Because the thing is, Nicolas Cage overacts all the time. He, he, I don't even know how he has a movie career in most cases because the way that he overacts all the time, it's like the other day uh, I sat down and I watched um, uh, Ghost Rider, Nicolas Cage. Yeah. He, was, he was horrible. He was a yeah. horrible actor. But Not I'm bad say, enough to make a sequel, though. Exactly. I'm nope. say that his acting was like perfect for the, the role right. of his character. Yes. And again Definitely. with Mandy. Perfect. Perfect. Yes. And even in um, Raising Arizona, because he yeah. was like, that was a crazy character. He, he was good in that. Yes. Yeah. Um, so this, this movie, H.P. Lovecraft, short story. It's difficult to create because in the book, it's just a color, mm-hmm, an mm-hmm. indescribable color. And I think what they did here in making it that kind of like hyper fluorescent pink, pinkish purple. Yeah, was perfect. Uh, I thought it was great. I thought, I yeah. thought what they did there to kind of visualize it was great. And yeah. Tommy, yeah. Ch- Tommy Chong's role in there was fucking great, too. It yeah. was. It was. And the girl who played the uh, the daughter, I thought she was pretty good. She was a pretty good actress. Yeah. Uh, I, was she in anything else? I don't know, but I did recognize the mom from Nip Tuck. That's correct. Yes. Nip Tuck. Yep. Yeah. But I didn't recognize the daughter, but I thought she was pretty good. Like, I liked her, her acting. Um, so kind of in my review, I'm going to say that I thought the execution of this, like the conversion of from book to movie – they had to take a lot of liberties because there's a lot of stuff that just it's impossible to adapt that book to a movie or that story to a movie. But I think the execution was flawless. I loved it. I don't um, know anything in the book, but I yeah, thought it was a great but movie. the movie was was pretty good. Yeah, it, it was definitely a trippy cosmic horror movie. <laughs> yeah, it was. And I think they executed that and and got conveyed that element of it perfectly. Um, it's very. There were scenes of it that were very campy, mm-hmm. almost like yeah. a like a trauma movie. <laughs> yeah. yeah, right. But it like still the, was uh, good. Like the like the, the alpaca scene. Yeah, um, yeah. Uh, the alpacas. Yeah, the but it was practical future. effects. It was practical effects. It was pretty yeah. cool. Yeah, and they were good practical effects. I thought. Yeah. Um, the second act seemed paced a little slow. Hmm. I would say, that. yeah, I would agree. I would agree there. But they made up for it in the third act. The third act was just fucking. <laughs> wow. Yeah, it was intense. Yeah. I could, all I could say is like when I left, I saw this in the theater and I was under the influence of of uh, life enhancing chemistry. Chemicals? It was, I would call it life enhancing chemistry. There you go. There uh, you go. And let me just say that I. I think I lost touch with reality for a good 15 <laughs> minutes. <laughs> kind of like you did in the movie. Yeah. yeah. Like when that movie ended, uh, my friend and I, we both were on, um, under the influence of life altering um, uh, chemistry. And we sat in the empty movie theater in our seats for probably 10 minutes uh, because I was like, what the fuck just happened? Oh my God. 
So, yeah, the story, you want to tell the story a little bit? It's like a family that moves out to the country to sort of escape, I think. Yeah, I think. think The hustle and bustle of the city, right? Yeah, so were they they from Boston, I think, was the way that they played it? Yeah. Yeah, It's like some kind of day trader or something. Yeah, so they moved out of Boston and moved into the fictional county of Dunwich, uh, where they then uh, had a home that apparently was previously owned by the main character's father. Yes. Yeah, it was a nice. It was a nice uh, house. Yeah, I liked it. And they had a significant amount of property. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, and in the story, in the short story, it's told from it, it, the perspective of the story changes multiple times in the short story. It starts yeah. out as the as a uh, a first person story being told by the hydrologist who okay. came okay. to check the yep. water table at the lake uh, or the water table at this property because they want to create a dam to provide water for the greater New England area. So the hydrologist that came to check the water table, uh, it was being told from his point of view at the beginning of the book. Okay. Okay. About a quarter of the way through that story, it switches to a third person view of the events that happen or happened Hmm on that farm. And then at the end, it switches back to the first-person view of the story being told by the hydrologist. And I think they played that out pretty well in in the movie. I would yeah. agree. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, because he kind of disappears through the second act. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Right. Um, so the story is that the hydrologist comes to this farm. They're checking the water table because the, the mayor of the Dunwich wants to create this dam to provide water for the greater new England area. And he's got some, uh, she's got some very large contracts, uh, that will help raise tax money and whatnot for, for the County. So they want to build this dam and they're trying to convince the farmer who owns the property, which is played by, Nicholas Cage to sell the property uh, to the county so that it could be used to create that dam. Um, and during that process, uh, a meteor comes out of space and lands in the farmer's backyard next to uh, their drinking water well. Mm-hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. And this is where H.P. Lovecraft is great with his stories because all of his stories have to do with creatures from outer space or entities from outer space that have an ancient knowledge, an ancient power uh, that has the ability to get into your brain and reveal itself, its true identity, which makes you insane. And (laughs) what they did in this movie is they've, they've changed that up a little bit and created a tainting of the water that's in the well. Mm-hmm. And they consistently kind of hint at that with this like little rainbow effect on the ice cubes. Yeah, or, yeah. Or yeah, little, almost like when you see gasoline or right, oil. Right, like water. a little oil slick on top of the glass of drinking water, right? Yeah. Which was brilliant. It was just brilliant by itself there, right? And the and, daughter sort of practices witchcraft, I would say. She's like a Wiccan. Right. She's like a Necronomicon. Yep. She's, yeah. got the, she's got, of course the HP Lovecraft version of the Necronomicon on her book, on her uh, her, uh, bed in the one scene. So there's a lot of callbacks to 
all of H.P. Lovecraft's works. Of course, Necronomicon is probably one of his most famous. Call of Cthulhu, which was on the bookshelf in her bedroom. Um, yeah. So that's that's pretty awesome. Um, and of course, uh, she does a spell out of the Necronomicon and carves symbols into her skin of the ancient ones, which are those the gods of the universe that were thought up by H.P. Uh, Lovecraft. So right, there was like a protection spell, right? Right. Yeah. Right. Um, so in in this movie, you see this this meteor when it comes down to Earth, more or less as it crashes. Uh, there's a scene that shows like everybody going into like a seizure. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, the sun kind of they show him kind of drooling, kind of semi conscious at his computer. The yeah, sun, and their ears their ears are like buzzing too, yep, right? Like, yep. Uh, the daughter is like she's suddenly being bothered by something. The 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 youngest son is like sitting on the floor in his room, staring out the window. Uh, the parents are in the middle of like a intimate moment, and you see this light flash by and this noise, and then the kid like fucking screams at the top of his lungs, and everyone freaks out. Yeah, uh, but that is the meteor coming to Earth, and the meteor, uh, as they insinuate. Uh, Contains some alien life form of some sorts on it. Meteor shit. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, so that that was really uh, the beginning of the story, and then it, the the movie kind of follows the idea of what what happens since this thing lands on their farm and begins to mess with the minds of the occupants of that farm. Uh, yeah. through the water that they're drinking and cooking with and you know and that's the thing that they kind of focus on for that whole part of the story is they're having dinner they're doing dishes the mom's cooking everybody's drinking water they're having ice cubes with their wine ice cubes with the liquor uh, everybody's getting tainted by mm-hmm. by this yeah. new <laughs> alien Taint. being uh, yeah uh, that has tainted their water supply uh, yeah I, uh, I I like too then you like each time they show outside the the, the vegetation that that's sprouting from where the uh, the meteor hit, right, keeps like creeping further and further out from there. And it, like it was pretty cool. Like the colors of the vegetation was that like pink and purple yep. kind of color yep. and like a wild like, color. It was kind of neat. Like at first, because they don't even really like acknowledge it. It's just there. And like well, until the veg- moment where the farmer's like, "Did you plant these?" <laughs> yeah, right. And he's like, "No." And then every every like fifteen minutes or so, it just further and further like engrossed by that uh by that stuff that was pretty cool and then you find those moments where a lot like say the poltergeist where the little kid is outside kind of staring at the well and you and you hear that noise in the background yeah like that buzzing noise which in the theater and surround sound was first of all because i was out of my mind but that like really was like freaking me the hell out because some of those noises were like they felt like they were behind me. Uh, it was just that was just great because then you're like, well, what the fuck is the kid looking at? And then yeah. and then when the hydrologist comes back to the property, the kid is standing there staring at the well and he goes, what are you what are you doing? You okay? He's now I'm playing with my friends. Yeah, <laughs> his friend. I'm like, she comes back to tell the the you know the family that the, the water's tainted not to drink it. Yeah, yeah. By then it's too late. Yeah, yeah. The the girl starts having the daughter starts having like indigestion problems. The mom like goes into like some sort of trance and cuts yeah. two of her fingertips off. Uh, 
It, it really, and, and the thing is, it, it just slowly, the whole, the whole, um, like, uh, second act is, like, building this tension. Building. Yeah, like Cage is losing his mind. Yeah, like, he, he, sm- he smells something bad, right? Is he the one who yeah, smells? Yeah, the whole like, movie. Yeah, the whole yeah. movie. Like, no one else had like that smell thing, but he did. Yeah. Yeah. Well, he had he had the issue with smell. The the son was hearing things. The daughter had stomach issues, and the older son, like his daughter, the daughter was kind of making fun of him, saying he's smoking too much. But he's like, no, nah, man, time. Is slowing yeah, down. Yeah, he got lost in the yard. Yeah, he's like time is slowing but he, down. Yeah, but I mean, he he was like probably the most sane, even though he smoked. Yeah, yeah. But but he he really never lost his mind. You know, I mean, he sort of was coherent what was going yeah. on. Yeah, or they they because they had those. Uh, what what were the animals they had? Uh, the, the alpacas. Alpacas, yeah. Yeah, and they had a dog. <laughs> with the alpacas, when the son was like, "Oh, you're supposed to feed them and put them away," he goes, "I did," and but they were yeah. in the yard. Oh yeah, like a whole day would go by, like in five minutes of the movie, like a yeah. whole like eight hours, nine hours would just go by, like in a in a flash, you know? Right, right. Like they the would just come out of this trance, and it was like, yeah, it was like nighttime already, you know? Yeah, it's crazy. And, and you know, the so the they take the the father takes the mother off to the emergency room, and now you're finding that you know there's interference with radio signals near the farm. Every mm-hmm. time someone tries to call the cell phones. Like the, the daughter calls the dad, or the dad calls the dollar. You just hear like rambled voices. Yeah, yeah. TV's TV's all fucked up. Yeah, you get just scrambled voices, scrambled pictures. It sounds like somebody's yelling. And in fact, she even at one point says, "Yeah." She she at one point says, "But dad, I you know when you call me, you were freaking screaming at me." He's like, "I wasn't screaming at you. I couldn't even hear you." Um. So that you know, kind of building building the tension in, in the film, which is yeah. freaking great. Uh, once they once they get back from the emergency room, uh, it's that next day that kind of you spin into the third act, where now something there's all kinds of noises going on outside uh, by the 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 barn. Where the alpacas are. So the son, the oldest son, and the yeah, youngest spoiler son. Spoiler alert, huh? What was that? Spoiler alert. <laughs> yeah, spoiler alert. Yeah, because we're gonna discuss some details now. Uh, <laughs> that uh, the older son and the younger son go out to the barn, and that's when like all hell breaks loose. And then you get really like the Cronenberg moment. <laughs> oh Jesus! Where. As, as the sons are running away, the youngest son isn't running fast enough. This color, this pink like color, uh, comes out of the barn. And as the mother grabs the son to scoop him up and get him away from the scene, it just hits them like lightning. And it just uh, repeatedly is like hitting them over and over. And when it stops uh, and the darkness uh, comes... You see the son just kind of, the older son just staring like, what the fuck? And then the Mm. husband comes out. It's like, oh, my God, what happened? And you as the viewer don't see anything at this point, right? No. And then they go into the house and they take the mom and the son and they put them on the couch. And they're like merged into one person. I almost threw up, man. Yeah, the special effects were insane there. It was funny because they did mostly practical with like a digital overlay for some of the yeah. bigger scenes of it. 
but I saw behind the scenes of like the practical effects and like the the mom like putting on the practical effects. It was just fucking gross, man. It was dude. Really that gross. was the I most. Watched... What was that? Right. Oh, I said that was the most grotesque creation I've ever seen in a horror movie. Yeah, yeah it, the mother. It, it, I'm serious. That was like, it was disturbing. And then like, yeah, it was really disturbing. Well, the thing for me that made it really disturbing is, first of all, you had the mother and the son merge together. Well, the yeah. noises too. It was yeah, like the, the fact crying. That they couldn't talk. He was like crying or something. Oh yeah, like the crying and sound yeah. like a baby. It was like yeah. it, it was like I say it was it, the most disturbing. I, if you want to call it a creature or whatever, it, it, it was insane. Yeah. Insane. Uh, yeah. And then the daughter's like giving her water. It's like, that's the last thing you want to do. But like, like she's like drinking out of a bowl, like a dog. It was, yeah. it was like, uh, it was so disturbing. Yeah, very. And like, she was pathetic. You know what I mean? It was like pathetic at the same time. It was just, oh. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it that... was like some kind of radiation too. And you can explain, you know, if you can explain it like that, that color. Whatever it touched, it sort of like burned, like yeah. outside. It was like a, almost yeah. like a radiation. Well, you know? and and it's very clearly summed up by Nicolas Cage's character near the end, when yeah. he completely lost his mind and he's sitting in the living room and he goes, "It's just a color, it's just a color, but it burns." Burns, yeah. <laughs> and uh, to just what a what an amazing adaptation i think that was um obviously changed you know it's not it's not faithful to the book completely it Mm -hmm. just couldn't be like the book it just you can't make a good adaptation but for what was put together for this was pretty amazing um it was originally released in 2019 toronto film festival uh in september of 2019 and got rave reviews. Uh, and that's why I was like, you know what? I got to see this. Uh, it was financed by Ace Pictures. And I'm not sure if you guys are familiar with that. Ace Pictures is a group of, of Hollywood actors that have put some of their money together to try and back independent films. Uh, and part of that crew is Elijah Woods. Uh, he's one of the backers for that. Oh, team. nice. Uh, so they basically came together and said, look, you know, we think Richard's Richard uh, Stanley's going to be able to do a great concept of this. He did a small proof of concept like trailer and a little clip of what he envisioned this film to be. And they backed him. And if you ask me, it was good. Um, Now, if you really liked it. Yeah. If you look at the money that it made, it wasn't that good. It had a $12 million budget. It it did not make uh, more than half of it back. Well, it was limited release. I mean, very limited release. It was only available in 81 theaters nationwide. I bet you through cult following it eventually, you know, will make uh, make quite a bit. That happens a lot. You know, a lot of good movies that don't do well in theaters will get a, a cult following. I think Rotten Tomatoes gave it, you know, viewers gave it 86% about the time that I watched it. And I was kind of dis- disappointed when I assumed that. Uh, but I, I think it's worth seeing. Metacritic gives it 70 out of 100, um, and that's based on just 26 uh, uh, ratings. Um, let me just see. I'm going to see if, because uh, when I last watched this movie, 
it 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 didn't make an, uh, very much money. Um, let me see what we got here. Uh, Eighty-six percent still on Rotten Tomatoes. Um, Eighty-two percent by audience viewers. Um, let me see box office mojo. Historically, though, independent films don't don't make all that much, right? Like, no, they don't. It's it's the rare one that like breaks through and becomes like a blockbuster. I mean, that's that's the the upside and downside of an independent film. You know, like it it it's independent, but it doesn't get the the, the push that the the big budget movies do. Yeah. So it's opening weekend. It was in twenty four theaters. It made two hundred thousand um, dollars. It looks like domestically. It made seven hundred and sixty-five thousand uh, dollars. It was twelve million dollar budget worldwide. It made less than uh, less than a million. That's a shame. Yeah, it was a good movie. I liked it. Uh, I think the issue was the limited release of it. I think well, if yeah. it would have had a yeah. more broad release, it probably would have done a lot better. And I'm hoping that. You know, this box office mojo does not include the streaming release of it. Uh-huh. So I'm sure in streaming, it probably made more of its money back. I bet. Um, but it did win awards for Best Horror Film at Fantastic Fest. And the Toronto Film Festival, it did win the Spotlight Initiative Award, uh, which is pretty good. Yeah. Um my my thing is, if you like reading H.P. Lovecraft, you'll like this movie. I, I think it's faithful to that psychological horror that H.P. Lovecraft was known for. And, and what they did do is they give you a nice glimpse. There's a moment where uh, once the hydrologist, and this is a spoiler too, if you're listening. Once the hydrologist went back to the farm near the end, and when all hell was breaking loose in the third act, he did have this being tap into his mind, and he had a vision of the home planet of this being, which is that moment where you see all those kind of like moving grass was kind of wrapping around his fingers, and then he had this vision of almost a planet of worms, and then a giant worm and this huge altar with two suns. I don't know if you remember that scene. Uh, that is a vision of the alien's home planet. Yeah. Um, and then at the end, when when you know all hell broke loose, the whatever the special effects they did with the film to make everything fucking blur and stuff, <laughs> that was that. Let me just say that was super trippy <laughs> when I was in the theater, man. Yeah, I I thought it was great. So, um, I'm going to say, in my view, I'm going to give this like a three and a half out of five. Yeah, that's what I would give it too. Yeah, I agree. All right. So, I'm going to give it an American Horror Story rating, three and a half out of five. Definitely worth watching. I believe this is going to become a cult classic. It's going to be like Toxic Avenger. It's going to be like, you know, uh, Big Trouble in Little China. You know, those movies that come out, they do horrifically in the box office. They're disappointing to 
to the uh, movie company. They're disappointed to uh, the investors, but as fans, it, the, the fan base just keeps growing and growing and becomes something special. And I think this is one of those movies. I'm disappointed in its overall uh, amount of money that it made because Richard Staley had this idea that he already wrote the script for the Dunwich Horror. And really? he was hoping that he'd make enough money off of this to get the Dunwich Horror also backed by the same company. And so far, I've seen no news that indicates that that is what's going to happen. Mm. Mm. Maybe you should do a Kickstarter or like uh, GoFundMe. You should, because look how well Terrifier 2 did with that. They, yeah, tripled, right? they tripled their budget on a Kickstarter. That's how many people liked it. And, and yeah. I, I believe this one could probably pull the same thing. Yeah, I, even like again, even though it didn't do that well in the theater, there's uh, it, we probably should, uh, you know, with the uh, the online downloads and whatnot. Right. I would would say it's probably got. Uh, a, I liked it, and again, it wasn't something that I would have sought out to watch, but I'm glad I watched it. Yeah. Yeah. So, and if you're into H.P. Lovecraft, look, some of the great themes that come in H.P. Lovecraft horror stories is like religion. Forbidden knowledge, insanity, guilt, fate, you know, these types of things, just freaking amazing. And you know that um, there is currently, I believe, uh, I think it's been announced, and we might have talked about it in last month's podcast. Um, you know that, of course, there's a new uh, series that's going to be, I think it's on HBO, called Lovecraft, Lovecraft Country. Um, oh, yeah. Let me I forget who is going to Lovecraft. This is, um, yeah, it's an HBO miniseries uh, that is uh, going to be produced by Jordan Peele. Lovecraft Country. Oh, nice. Um, there is a trailer up online. We'll probably talk about this in next month's podcast uh, because it looks really really interesting um but yeah so there's that awesome so um who's turn to choose a movie next time it is your turn sweet i've got two that i'm deciding on both are comedy horrors all right I'll uh, yeah, roll the dice text. and uh, what's that? Shoot a text. I will. I will. Yeah, let's figure it out. Let's talk about the top five. Also, before we close things up here, I just want to say thank you again to all of our listeners. Um, we really have been. I, I can't say enough about how happy I am with the the number of people that download our podcast. Now it just keeps growing. And uh, it makes me very happy. So if you know, if you're listening to this podcast and you know people that like horror movies and you think this will be of interest to them, please send them the link to this podcast, send them our website link. We are averaging about 22 downloads a day throughout the month of May, which is pretty amazing. Wow. Yeah, that is great. Thanks, everyone. Yeah. Yep. And again, if you want to suggest anything 
please do. Please do. We have an email. We have uh, uh, feedback at the-american-nightmare.com. Uh, you can check us out on Facebook. There's links to our main page from Facebook. Um, and in the podcast itself, if you have a good podcast app, there's links to uh, all the things we talk about, including our website links in there and a feedback link. So if you have an idea for something that you would like to hear us review, you can send that to the feedback or you could even suggest a top five list because we are going to run out of ideas <laughs> of our own for top five. Uh, so please submit some. We did get our first email about uh, a week ago, and somebody is suggesting that we review our favorite 1970s top five films, horror films from the 1970s. Uh, so oh, that's something let's that do we, it. we definitely yeah, will it. include. Maybe we'll do it next month. Yeah, uh, let's do it. I say we do it next month. <laughs> yeah, it sounds perfect. Uh, so we'll do top top five horror movies from the 1970s. Sweet. Uh, which there's a lot of great. That was like the golden age of uh, of um, yeah. movie horror, really. Yeah, there was a lot of good 70s horror yeah. flicks. So yeah, we'll do that. Uh, and thank you for that feedback. And everybody, if you got some ideas, please give them to us. We're gonna try and make this podcast better. And and use some of your ideas. Let's let's talk about things to review or anything that you want to discuss or any ideas you have for top five. So thank you again to all of our listeners. Keep sharing this and giving us your feedback. And until next month, uh, we'll see you then. <laughs>